Squid Comics Podcast 2.0, Episode 11, Season 2. That's a mouthful. Mouthful. Yay. So anyway, Yay. I'm Drew. I'm Don. I'm Scott. And we get together every couple weeks and we talk about comic books and movies and how horrible Star Wars is. <laughs> I have been watching the gallery, though, still, the, the Disney gallery. gallery, where they're talking about the behind-the-scenes of the gallery. Yeah. So I think, what was it, last Friday was the last episode. So they had eight episodes of The Mandalorian. They had eight episodes of the behind-the-scenes. Uh, but wow. some of it's... I don't know. I'm a big nerd, so I, I like that stuff. This one was talking about all the little, you know, Easter egg-type things that they tried to throw throughout in different ways and how it related to the the original movies or the Star Wars movies in general. So it was pretty good. I liked I, I liked all that type of stuff. Listen to John Favreau and some of that type cool. of stuff. Cool. Um, I watched the cartoonist Kayfabe interview with Robert Kirkman. Did you see that one? I saw I saw that it was out. I have not been able to watch it. That's pretty interesting. He's an interesting guy. Yeah. Kirkman? And, yeah. Oh yeah. And he, then I, he speaks very well. You know? He does. He's very well. They are slamming him out. Oh of my the god, park. it's crazy. And then and then I watched the Kevin Eastman one. Luckily, that one was only 40 minutes. I, yeah. But then they did a Rob Liefeld one. Right. I didn't watch that one. It's like two hours and like 40 minutes. Yeah, I, and I don't know if I can take two hours and 40 minutes of Rob Liefeld. Because I'm guessing they don't get a word in edgewise. Yeah, sort of. I mean, I, I listened to... I watched it. Well, I could say listen to it because I listen to it in my car. So I don't really watch it. But um, yeah, I think I've listened to like 30 minutes and they asked two questions i think but yeah i did i have heard stuff that i hadn't heard before from him but well, i don't know cool. that i've really listened to a lot of podcasts well jim rug interviews with liefeld rug interviewed him on his old podcast one time. Uh, okay and so i listened to that and i've heard but, him on other stuff but yeah too. dude he's like just high energy like yeah to, i guess like apparently yeah. he has a a podcast yeah he started his own podcast called rob I don't know, Rob's World, or I don't know. Yeah, it's basically just him rambling for yeah, however good long. Because <laughs> he said that he's been cooped up. Yeah. Because he's been in quarantine or whatever, and he's just like, I ran out of people to talk to, because I have like two or three people that I talk to, mm -hmm. and we eventually ran out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> so he's like, it's basically me just losing my mind and putting it out in a podcast. Yeah. He's like, I just ramble for whatever, 45 minutes. Rob thoughts for like 45 minutes or an hour, and I just put it out there. <laughs> so I was thinking about checking in to listen to it. But yeah, I saw that they had the... God, I didn't even make it through the last wave of stuff and then they've got yeah. Kirkman and Eastman, Eastman and, and Lightbelt and I'm like holy cow yeah. well the Kirkman was pretty interesting I yeah. didn't hear a lot of stuff I hadn't heard before but um, he, it was funny he was saying like he's got that new book Firepower he's like yeah we already have like 18 issues done I'm like <laughs> you haven't even launched the book and you have 18 issues Right. and Rug's like why would you get that many in the bag before you He's like, I don't know. I just like to be ahead, you know. He did say a really cool thing that I liked. He's I'm like, song though, he was a year ahead when they did that. Someone asked, is like, he was talking about consistency, and he's like, well, how do you find these artists that are so, you know, on time and consistent, and blah blah blah. He's like, well, I look for a lot of artists. He's like, but he's like, there's no such thing as a slow artist and a fast artist. That's that's a myth. Artists are however fast they are. If your book is late, it's because your editor screwed up. The editor knows how fast that artist is and how fast he works. 
And if the editor solicits it ahead of time and doesn't give them enough lead time and the book's late, that's the editor's fault, not the artist's fault. The editor should know this is how fast this artist works. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, and it's never the artist's fault because the editor should know that he's like, in his experience, every artist works at a certain pace, whatever that is. Some guys crank out a page right. a day. Some guys crank out a page a week. It just depends on the artist. Yeah. But you got to know that when you do a project with them and you have to schedule appropriately, right? Right. Yeah. That was his no, point. And I thought that was, you know, I never heard of it. No, I get like that. that. I mean, I, I've said it years ago on this podcast. It's like they, they get in a hurry and they're like, oh, we're doing this project with Alan Moore and Kevin Nolan. Yeah. And boom, it's San Diego. So yeah, it's coming out. And then they solicit the first issue. And then the second issue is like nine months late. You know, yeah. it's like. Get at least half of them in the bag before you spill the beans, and yeah. then well, they can't control it. themselves. I know. Well, it was like when I was talking to Greg Smallwood one year when he was starting that Vampire Ironica, and he was all excited about it, you know. And then the issue came out. He's like, "Yeah, I told them not to solicit it yet because I needed so much lead time to make sure we got it to right. come out on time." And they went ahead and did it, and then I was behind because I told them I was going to be behind because they did it too soon. And he's like, and then they wanted to bring in like a. A fill-in guy, yeah. and I'm like, why did you jump the gun? Wait till I'm where I need to be. Right, yeah. exactly. You know, I mean, he told them how fast he could go, and they ignored it and right. put it out anyway, you know? Yeah, like, oh, no, I'm I'm with you. It, it irritates me that then then stuff's so. late, and then people get mad, and then they have to wait, and it's so. like... So anyway, they've got a lot of good content. Yeah. For if you're a comic book guy, right. you would like it if it was about Star Wars. I'd like it behind the scenes. You might, so, yeah. it's because of the well, I think you like the like Kirkman one since you read almost everything he does. It, well, because I I do tend to be more attracted to the writers and the artists a lot of times yeah. when it comes to a lot of stuff. Um, so you know, yeah, obviously with Kirkman, I probably would yeah. Be. But even I've seen some stuff with Liefeld, and he's a definitely he's a, a character. character. Yeah, the Eastman one was interesting, even though it was short. Well, because they had that. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode of The Toys That Made Us. Oh, that's true. And yeah. he's like, yeah, they kind of got some stuff wrong, you know. They got where I was from wrong, and they asked him about the tank, you know, because they said he bought, like, a tank, tank when he got yeah. his first check. He's like, that's not what happened at all. He's like, he's like, it was after all that hit, and I was, like, living in, like, California or L.A., and I was, like, talking to, I was on some movie set, I was talking to some guy who, like, supplies movies with, like, different military vehicles, and he was telling the guy, yeah, I'd really like to have such I'd and such tank. tank. And he told him what kind, because it was like from an old comic book, like the haunted tank that DC used to do. And the guy's like, and he's like, how much? He's like, oh, I have one of those. He's like, really? How much? He's like, I oh, like 35 grand. He's like, are you, and it works? It's like, I can get a working tank, tank for 35,000. Holy crap. He's like, yeah, sign me up. And he's like, yeah, I, I got it. I used to drive it around my property <laughs> just because it worked. And he would just roll it around. Yeah. It was like... <laughs> I'm like, wow. I mean, hell, I could buy it. I mean, 35 grand isn't unreachable for any of us, really. And you could take out a loan. I mean, I could, yeah. I mean, I could come up with 35 grand if I had to. I mean, I can't really blow it on a tank, a, but a a, just a medium sized car nowadays. That's what I mean. It's like 35. <laughs> it's oh, like yeah. the price of a car and you're getting a tank. I know. So, but I that mean, that was back. That's true. It'd probably be more now. Yeah. It's probably 20 years ago. But Maybe you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, yeah. But the way they made it sound in that documentary, it was like, oh, you know, he blew oh, out yeah, a tank. Oh, yeah, he blew out a tank and then yeah. needed to go back and get some work or something yeah, like that. Something yeah. like that, yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> so, what else have you been watching other than the documentaries? Anything? 
Um, I did watch Ozark. I got oh. go through all that. You got all, through all of it? All three You're seasons. You're all caught up? Did yeah. you like the end of season three? Did of which season? Of season three. three. The, the end. All the end of all of it. Uh, well, now we're waiting. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's okay. It's, you know, I... Don't get on that plane. I've never... <laughs> Bam. I never, I never made it through Breaking Bad. Oh, uh, really? from, Yeah, for multiple reason type things. And... This reminds me a bit. It's of, so Breaking oh, it Bad. Is so breaking, uh, breaking Bad, bad yeah. and you know, just more of a family type of affair than, you than know, Breaking Bad was. Yeah, yeah, but and you know, maybe a mix of like I said before, Game of Thrones. You know, with these different yeah, families that's true and this too. type of stuff. You know, and death's gonna happen where to people they're gonna try to surprise you a little bit. You know, yeah. I mean, they they did do some of that 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 freaking first season where they freaking shot the uh, Dell or whatever the hell. Yeah, the snails did, and that was pretty. Holy shit! I mean, it, I, I, at first I don't, was kind of like, "Oh crap, this is not going to be good." And then when it just happened, it was like, "Whoa!" Uh, so you know, so then because of that first season and how they like to do that type stuff, when Helen got her brains blown out, well, spoiler alert, sorry, when somebody got their brains splattered there at the very surprising. end. That it wasn't, yeah. It wasn't well, I was, it was, I was surprised. I, I didn't like, think it was going that crap. way. That wasn't what I was expecting. I figured we were slowed down and we were just going to go into the next season yeah. and just kind of leave things hanging. They caught me off guard with that. Yeah, and then you get off the plane and it's like, bam! And I'm like, okay. Really? I well, guess like that's Scott how said, we're I mean, it. if I was reading the tea leaves, I probably shouldn't have been caught off guard. And, and maybe but. it was because of the fact that I watched three seasons, you know, within like two weeks. Well, we did. I did too. Okay. So I don't know. Based off of that and how deaths were coming and things of this nature, I was like, "Well, somebody's gonna die here at the end." Well, and that's what I was thinking so, too. Because like, I honestly, to tell you the truth, the way that they're lining things out in season three, I was not gonna be surprised if they killed off uh, Jason Bateman's character. Yeah, you know, type thing because it seemed like he was making just stupid ass decisions the whole season three in general. Really, you I didn't know, think he some, was. Some I thought respect. the wife was making. More- well, he, he just wasn't being very clear on why he was against Dude, things correct. and making these stupid things to try to avoid her. And instead, if he would have just fat, flat out probably sat down with her yeah. and had an actual conversation about things instead of just fighting. He was basically and, letting her do something stupid and then saying, and, see, I told you so. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and trying to do that type of thing. Instead, he tried to do something that turned out to be even dumber than what the hell she was trying to do, yeah. you know, in some cases. So, oh, and the, the last season with the brother was very frustrating, too, because you just knew he was spiraling. Oh, was like, yeah, oh man, yeah. get that guy under control. What are you guys doing? Well, but he did a good job acting. He did, but... Someone put a bowl in that guy's head about three episodes before. Before that, yeah. But it was tough. I don't know. I, I, I It's it's okay. That's I don't I, know that it's something I would have watched as much if it wasn't for all the... Pipe. The hype, you know, and people talking about, oh, this is so great, you know, type things. And I think it's it's not, the acting's really good, you know, even it's pretty well written and everything. I just don't know that it's my cup of tea, so to speak, you know. I think if it had come out 10 years ago, it would have been a lot more. But it feels a lot like Breaking Bad. It feels a lot like other, a lot of stuff that we've seen Indeed. since then, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's not were, like super original. If you were ever to kill me, I would expect you to hang out in the Walmart parking lot for two days and just drink. And drink vodka. Well, that's before vodka she got out of a solo cup. No, it was after. Afterwards, she went back to that. Oh, did thing. she? Oh, okay. and, which I thought thought was funny because it has all the colors of Walmart, but it's not Walmart. Right, I know. It's they like, can't call it Walmart. Yeah, I can't remember it, what it was now. Yeah, it was like very close. Down yeah. there, close. And yeah. it's like, it, I mean, it's Walmart. Yeah. I, I shouldn't say Walmart. I should say whatever it is because it wasn't Walmart, but it is Walmart. Yeah. All right, so Zach wanted to watch all of the Star Wars 
ep- movies, like movies? One, th- one through nine. Ooh. All right. Ooh. But skip Rogue One. Can't yeah, we're not that. we're not doing the you don't like the Rogue in between. Do you? I don't like Rogue One. Uh, it's okay. Not the Rogue One. Well. It's okay. I it's like it's Rogue fine. One. All right, so we're Some watching the Star Wars. That's just movies. because of the fact that that was basically on film. How I played with my Star Wars figures back when I was five, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. I'm <laughs> pretty sure I'm over Star Wars when you were... at this point. I think I'm done with Star Wars. Are you? I think I'm over it because I watched Episode One, Phantom Menace. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean. It gets. I mean, there's cool things in it, but in there's general, there's some really cool scenes. But the even the cool scene is still even really the well. even the two couple cool scenes aren't worth all the crap in that movie. Like, um, I I always thought like Jar Jar wasn't as annoying as everybody said, but I think I take it back. He is really annoying. Really, and okay. It's just I don't know. It's just bad. All right, and then even and the CGI has got worse over time too. That's true too. I mean, it's yeah, definitely the CGI aged. is is showing. And then age. episode two is obviously the worst of them all. It think. probably is. The, the problem with episode two is, is that episode two, so slow. the first two thirds are just crap. Oh, and I know. And then that last third. Last third is good. Is actually pretty good. It is, because it's just all action. That's right. And it's more of what you kind of got from like the, the original trilogy, you know, and some yeah, of the stuff. So, so that's where I have a really difficult time with that. But it is so, so bad. So bad, the first that, two thirds, that, yeah. Yeah, first two I mean, the Obi-Wan stuff is okay. But uh, anytime but Anakin. it's fucking just stupid. But even anytime Anakin and Padme are on the screen, it's just. Well, that's awful. Like, but it's the, horrible. Um, Obi-Wan in this whole, everything looks like there's a planet here, but there's not a planet here. And he has to interview like yeah, five fucking oh people. God. To it's figure so this out. I mean, it's just like dumb. Yeah, you know, it's just so go stupid. out there, see what the hell's out there. Yeah. Ugh. And then you get to episode right. three. I actually think episode three is fairly compared to the other two. Compared to the other two, pretty good. Yeah. I mean, there's the great battle with Obi Wan and Grievous. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just it still whole... seems like Anakin turns bad way too quick. Yeah, you know? the and whole turn is. Just, I don't know. It's yeah. just bizarre. Yeah. Just but hard. whatever. So now we're watching episode four. We're over halfway through episode four. Episode four is horrible. I don't know why people think episode four is good. It's it's so bad. Like you could literally, if I watched, if I went to the theater and saw that movie today, I would just be making fun well, of it the whole time. I think some of it is the fact that it didn't age well. You know, well the writing's bad. So, oh yeah, the writing's awful. Like okay, like so they get off the ship and the stormtroopers are looking for the droids. He pulls up like a ring of metal. Look, Look sir, droids. That's the dumbest thing ever. Like it could be anything. It'd be a speeder. It could be anything. Could have dropped a piece of metal. Why does that piece of metal make the stormtrooper think it's droids? Maybe he knew that that piece of metal was exactly, you know, something from a... And even Darth Vader says, like, he's like, they won't get away or they won't do something this time. What did they do last time? It doesn't make any... The dialogue is, like, even the things he says don't make any sense. (laughs) But even... And Luke is like, oh, but I want to go with some power converters. That is the most whiny, annoying... How is that guy your hero? Oh, Luke is hugely annoying. Oh my god, but it's so bad. part of the thing is, is that at its time, too, though, it was like kind of a... I mean, it was meant to be kind of that low-budget B-movie sci-fi type thing, you know, pulp type stuff. That it was, but Lucas it's not even good on. pulp. So, it's bad. So, but you are right. It is not... A New Hope, I don't feel like, has aged very well. It's just personally. not good. I don't know if it's not good. I, I don't know. I, I, but there again, I have... You but know, if there wasn't the nostalgia, like okay, it's hard. If I, if for, I it's saw, hard for me to if even. If I saw Star Wars: uh, New Hope today, I would still probably enjoy it just from the cheesiness, campiness, and sci-fi stuff of it. I don't know if I would. I'd like to say I would, but I don't know because when I watch it now, 
Like, there's too much nostalgia memories mixed up in it that I can't really judge it completely objectively. Mm, that's true. But I'm trying, and it's not going well. It's it's just, oh, it's it's not good. I don't know. It was a low-budget film type thing, so I, I mean, Alec Guinness, once he shows up, he's he helps a lot because he's actually he's a good actor. Cushy. Yeah, he's but amazing. he's just not in it that much. So, yeah. But yeah. But he's really good. But yeah, it's... And then, okay, so you watch episode one through three, and you see Obi-Wan, and he's like, who's R2-D2? Dude, you've been around him for like three movies. Yeah, but we also knew that. And then know, he's... And then he's a bit senile anyway. And, and then he's telling Luke, it's like, yeah, your uncle was against your father going off. and The uncle didn't even know Anakin most of the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> we, do he's like, we know that Obi-Wan was a bit of a liar. So. I mean, well, even the lying, but he's just like, it's, it doesn't even fit anymore. Like... That the whole scene where he's like telling Luke about his dad, it's like doesn't even make any it doesn't sense. Doesn't even work anymore. It doesn't even jibe. Yeah. So I think they really just need to remake episodes one through six, all new cast, oh, God, everything, no. just do no. a redo, no. and you can actually make them flow well. Keep the same story because the story is good. I don't know, but there's just no, you don't too need much. To it. No, they need to just remake it. Start I think over. Empire Strikes Back is still good. I haven't, we haven't got there yet. I remember liking Empire Strikes Back. Quite a bit. I, I, I think the writing is so much better because Lawrence Kasdan, is that the guy? Uh, yeah, he was in there. And he, he wrote it. Yeah, oh, no, he, I guess he directed. Was that Kasdan that directed? Oh, I don't know. Or, yeah, maybe. I think you're right. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know who wrote it, but Irving Kirshner? Maybe he's the guy. Kirshner's right. the one that, yeah, there yeah. you go. That, uh, that, George that Lucas got a screenwriter to come in. But he did get it for another writer. That makes though. a huge difference. And I think that's the only movie that actually had a good screenwriter. I mean, I think somebody wrote Return of the Jedi as well. But yeah, somebody else. Somebody wrote. did write Return of the Jedi. That's true. Yeah, yeah I think. But I think other than Luke George is, Lucas. I think did. Lucas had somebody else come in to help him with Return of the Jedi as well, and he had a different director on that one as well. Different director. Yeah. yeah. But on that one, I'm thinking Lucas probably was actually mostly the director. It was just the. Other you guy. think so? Well, mm -hmm. I think the other. I think he was there just doing most of the stuff, but the other guy was technically the director. Maybe could have been. I don't, I don't know. know. Who knows? I, I still like. I just watched Return of the Jedi fairly recently. I mean, it's it's old. I think some... I think I'm gonna enjoy Empire and Return. Huh? Chub 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 chub. Yeah. I think I'll enjoy those, but yeah, New Hope is I, not good, man. The, the thing is, is that Return of the Jedi. I, I still like that, but it, some of that may be from the nostalgia. The thing with the Return of the Jedi is there is no stopping on that damn thing. It is just yeah, like it's just one go, go, go. rush action scene to the next, to the next, to the next. And so it's stupid, but yet you don't have time to really slow down and see all the shit that's stupid, you know, in different ways. And even the stuff that is stupid, you kind of laugh at anyway and, and just let it go. So I don't know. It's... I still like Return of the Jedi, but I don't know that I could say it's a, re a good film. So I read an article about a guy. He's, I think he was like a 38-year-old guy who had never watched any Star Wars movies. And so he sat down and watched like the whole nine movie saga. That was probably awful. And he was obviously he's not a guy who likes sci-fi, Star Wars, fantasy types. Otherwise, he would have watched it by this point in his life, yeah, right? So it wasn't his type of thing. But he watched it and he like wrote a review about it as he went. He said that... The first, like, 30 minutes of Return of the Jedi was, like, the best thing of any of the movies. He said that opening scene was what the, he, what the whole, like, trilogy should have been. He said that was just... Boba Fett? Where? Well, like, just the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole scene the whole where they're, like, rescuing... You know, where they're rescuing and he's, he's kind of right. That's a really uh, good you know, sequence. The, the bad guy, you know, oh, know seems, you know, type things. And, and yeah, oh, yeah, exactly right. But there's action and everything else. I mean, it... 
It's really good. It is. So I think Return of the Jedi is really helped by that opening sequence. It is a bit, but I mean, even the stuff on Endor and stuff, you know, there's a lot. Yeah, of I enjoy that, that stuff there. Too. I mean, you got the bike, yeah. biker scouts, you know, and that type of things and and stuff. The that are just I like Return of the Jedi, time. but I do. I do too. Yet. You know, and I, here's the thing though. Too, I think people that, just start with Empire. That last trilogy, though, with you know the Force Awakens and all that other stuff, had the chance to be. They could have done something there if they would have sat down and probably outlined their whole fucking thing instead of trying to have, you know, that, that it's such a lost opportunity. It really is. And that's what I think annoys me so much because they set it up, I thought, fairly well with The Force Awakens. The Last Jedi, while I know that you're not much of a fan, is honestly, I think, is a fairly good movie, but it does not belong in this whole fucking saga whatsoever. It It needed to be one of those damn standalone films that was out there somewhere on the side that didn't have any of these other characters they wanted to screw around with and just make some movie about how the Force is alive and some other damn people. You know, that's really what they needed to do. It totally Fs up that whole fucking last trilogy that they wanted to do. Because then by the third one now, Rise of Skywalker, while what I what they were doing maybe was not a bad idea, they just freaking had were throwing so much shit in there and everything else that they were like, oh, we got to do this, this, this. If they would have had two movies to let that thing, you know, fan out like it probably should have, they probably could have had a really good trilogy there. But, uh, and I think that's what really pisses me off yeah. in that one is the fact that they made essentially now two films that are really not that good because they didn't belong, yeah. you know, and what they're, they didn't, you know, phase it out, uh, outline it, whatever you want to say, you know, really set it up very well at all. That's the one thing about episodes one, two, and three. It does feel fairly cohesive. Oh, shit, yeah. Hell yeah. Because I feel like he had a vision, he knew he had an outline, he kind of knew where he wanted to go. Yeah, and he knew where he wanted to go by the end. And so I think cohesiveness, that actually works pretty well. It's just the movies aren't very good. Yeah. They're not very well written, they're not very well directed. They're just clunky. Yeah. Um, But... uh, I would agree with that. But the story was good, and it was, you know... Yeah, it is... And I don't know that you can ever get it back. You know what I mean? Like, they've done 7, 8, and 9... There isn't really a redo on those. No, but, no. And the other thing is, those, they just need to let that movies, go. And the other thing is, those movies do don't really stuff. fit in the so- in the saga anyway. I feel like one through six is fairly cohesive, you know, mm. without well, very well, true, kind of. But seven, eight, and nine just feel kind of tacked on because they, they were because they are, yeah, and not part they, of they were really the individual. arc. Yeah, that's right. I mean, so, it's I don't know. It's a bit of a mess. I mean, it, they. I think they're starting to figure out their focus now, you know, and things. It, you know, the stuff like the Mandalorian is taking the Star Wars universe into new directions, and it has people that really care about the material. I mean, while it has its dumb stuff, you know, and things, at least to the point, it has a vision. You know, when you watch the eight episodes of The Mandalorian, yeah. where they start from and where they end seem to be a point that they were trying yeah. to get to. You know, it, it kind of all flows in there. You know, I think yeah. they've got they're pretty good at the side stories. Like Rogue One was good, Solo, you know, whatever you think. Honestly, Solo, I didn't I think it was that it. bad either. Um, Mandalorian's been good, so I think their side stories they, they're doing a good job. Yeah. Like, it's the it's the main yeah, stuff well, they that they're struggling. Shouldn't have messed around with the damn Skywalker saga. They should have just they should let that lie and just do something new and do something totally different. Yeah, but they thought they needed that like uh, transition. Gee, that's what I said four years. You're right. I know, and you were right. 100%. 100%. They should, they should right. not have tried to continue. Because the actors were too old at that point. Yeah. 
And none of them were that interested in the material anymore. Like Harrison Ford, I don't think really wanted to do it. No, he wanted to die. So, so but yeah, they did get him I to mean, come back, and I mean, I think, I think would, he had fun with it. I mean, if they had done it sooner, I think it would have been cool to do something similar to the like the Thrawn trilogy. But even that feels like unnecessary, really. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like fan fiction. I mean, it really is. It doesn't really need to be there and that's why they should just no it doesn't i mean really what the thrawn trilogy was was trying to keep some things relevant while trying to maybe get people you know back involved and stuff and so it's kind of setting some things up but it's kind of showing it really where i felt like the thrawn trilogy was doing was trying to set up where maybe people would want to go in the future yeah you know type things okay han and Leia are married you know mm -hmm. they got some kids you know hey yeah. look let's find a possible love interest for luke here maybe yeah. that can happen down the line you know Absolutely. this type of stuff but yet have a bad guy that seems pretty good you know can cause yeah. some conflict in his own way because uh, timothy zahn had was really good at characterization you know I mean, yeah his, like i say it was really well done right just, in there were but really yeah good. but that's really what it felt like was okay here's a starting point for other people to write off of yeah you know and that's what i think they did with yeah. all the i never read any other stuff after that but i read the use on bong uh series of stuff and i i thought that was very good yeah. you know in a lot of ways i mean some books obviously were stronger than others but overall as a whole it was uh, definitely something interesting to that whole Star Wars universe, but now means nothing. It's a parallel path now, alternate universe, whatever the hell else you want to say. I started watching Mad Men. You've never watched Mad Men? I never have either. Scott never has either. But I still remember when you and Joe Badon did a podcast and talked about it for like two hours. Yeah. You said in that podcast, I remember this very distinctly, that it doesn't really get going until about the middle of season two. Yeah. Is that true? Because the first season is good, but it feels like not a lot's happening, and it's just really kind of spinning its wheels now. Yeah. I mean, they're establishing the characters and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. I like. I remember liking all of it, but that would have been right after we watched, I think right after it ended or whatever. Yeah. But I love Mad Men. I know. Does it... So it seems like we're watching it, and like, it's the same problem I kind of had with Breaking Bad at one point. Every character's kind of a jerk. Like, oh, Yeah. Does that change? Do you start to yeah. actually care about any or like any of the characters? Or they, or they continue assholes. to be jerks the They're whole time? all assholes. Okay. Even the chicks. Well, the, um, what's her name? Do any of them, I guess I won't spoil anything, but, like, a lot of them are doing really bad behavior. Does any of that come back to bite them at any point? Oh, yeah. Okay, so they actually, there are some consequences for um, yeah. being jerks, at least. Well, silently. Yeah, I mean, and some of it takes till like the very end yeah. for it too. But I mean, like, um, do these characters learn any kind of life lessons? Or I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Don't tell me anything. I just <laughs> right. That's just kind of where I'm at. It's the, like I'm I like, can't remember her name. Peggy. Yeah, is it Peggy. Peggy. She's, she's kind of likable. Yeah, she's not an a hole, and she yeah, doesn't really not. turn into an a hole. No, but she's the not. rest. Of, but that's the whole whatever fifties and sixties. It's like all the. All the men are horrible, terrible. Apparently, you know whatever. But womanizing. Some of the whatever. some of the women are pretty bad too. Are can yeah get pretty bad too. But yeah. uh, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to watching all of them. We pretty interesting. What is there? Five seasons? Seven. seven Ooh, there's seven. Five. But there's only thirteen episodes. Well, yeah, but they split that. Seven the seven seasons split into two. Into two. But it's still six and six episodes. Right. Six seven episodes or um, speaking of seven, like seven. watching old stuff, we watched Aliens. Oh, I need Ooh. to watch that. 
Game over, man. Game over. I know. I even remember, I probably haven't seen that movie since I saw it in the theater when I was what? a kid. Oh, really? oh, my gosh. Well, it's been a long, long time. Oh. It's a little dated. That movie is long and boring. Until aliens it gets to the, There's not a whole lot of action in Aliens. Well, you've got the very beginning where, like, everybody dies, or most of the military guys. And they're just guys. basically talking for the And then they hour. talk for a long time. They there's talk for a long, that damn time. Parts of, you know, and then, suspense and whatever the hell else when those damn aliens are through the freaking... What takes forever to get going, too? Because oh they have all God. the training at the beginning where they're just getting to know the characters. and they, It takes yeah. like 45 minutes before they even like land on the planet. Oh, yeah. It is a long movie. Yeah, it's, it's a good two and a half hours. Well, and the thing is. was, so like we had... So but that's my, back when movies like took their time to but get started. You know? even my... My wife, she's a huge alien fan, and she bought like the she has like the alien quadrilogy or whatever. It's like one, two, and three. It's one, two, and three. And we're sitting there watching it, and I mean, we were watching it, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this movie's long. And uh, no, we were watching like the director's cut that had like an extra 40 minutes added into it, or what? It's like a three hour freaking movie. I was gonna say, that's that could be the problem there. I thought oh that they did a God. director's cut of that thing. And we're like, Cameron loved to throw a It's bunch like of late. And I'm like, is this thing close? And she's like, oh no, they still have to like do this and then do that. And then they got to do this. And I'm like, I'm going to bed. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Wow. I'm like, I'm like, I figured we'd been with this in like an hour and 45 minutes. No, it's at like, least a two and a half hours. She's like, no, yeah, this, I think, she's yeah. like, this is the director's cut. She's like, didn't you notice all the extra stuff that they threw in? Like yeah. all the added scenes? And I'm like, no. I don't remember this I, movie. I don't remember this movie <laughs> at all. Oh my God. That's crazy. But uh, uh, yeah, we watched that. I started watching Lost. You ever watched Lost? No, I'm starting. Uh, I'm rewatching it. Re-watching. Ah. But I only got like three episodes in, and then I found out that Watchmen was free. Free, is it? Yeah. Well, well, I don't know if is it still. I don't know. It was for a while. It was for June. They released it free for, June, for Juneteenth. Oh, okay. I don't know if it was just that. I'm sure it was more than a day though. Well, yeah, because I started on Friday and I finished it Monday. Yeah. Well, damn, you should have texted me. Uh, well, I figured day. Drew wouldn't even want to watch it. Well, I, I'm interested. I just... It's... I'm, I would have to watch it without Did you like wife, it? So I yes. Have, I don't have eight oh, hours. Oh, God, yes. Did you? It you is did like it. so Everybody good. Said it's really good. Yeah. Well, it my brother watched really it and he said, eh, it was okay. Yeah. Dude, so. it's good. It was nothing what I expected it to be. Like, I didn't even know... Well, I didn't even know it was free because of Juneteenth. I just thought it was freaking free. So I had no idea. I hadn't read anything. I had no idea what it was about whatsoever. But it deals with a lot of, How many obviously... Ep- race, How many episodes? Race stuff. Ten, I think. Nine. Nine. It's nine? It's nine. Whole I thought it was long? ten. Yeah, they vary. They're around an hour. Some of them are like an hour and it's ten. It's HBO. Hour five, yeah, you know, that's what I was figuring. That they'd be in that 50 minutes. It is minutes so good, though, man. So good. But hmm. there's some stuff that's really brutal. Like, it was hard to watch, like, to get through. Like, I was just like, oh, wow. Like, and, <laughs> so it's set in 2019. So it's basically 35 years after Watchmen. Watchmen. Okay. And, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy, like, because they did it last year, and it's kind of crazy, like, that this is now, like, that he did this before, because you have all the, you have all the race stuff. Yeah. 
which is kind of coming out now. And then the other big deal with it is that... Um, there's a pandemic. Well, no, there's not a pandemic, but the... So they so there was a, a thing called the uh, White Knight, which was basically... There's this group, they're called the 7th Cavalry, and they're, they're basically like the KKK. And they infiltrate... They, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, they invade, like, they find out who all the cops are, and they go to their house, and they, like, kill, like, 98% of the cops. Just, like, attack their houses and kill them. And so then they bring in this, it's a new program or whatever, but the cops are all wear masks. So that people don't know who they are. People don't know who they are. So it's kind of weird, like opening scene, you see this cop come up and he's got a mask on. And I mean, everybody's wearing masks now because of the pandemic. And so it's just kind of weird to see, like, it's just the cops. It's not like everybody. But I don't know. I mean, I may be looking into it a little bit more. I really, really, really liked it. It was really cool. Mm. It was really well done. It ties into it. It's, it's funny. It's crazy. Because they bring, um, uh, what's her name back? Uh, Lori? Or, uh. Silk Spectre. Silk Spectre. She's in it, but she's older. And then, I don't know if you, you guys think are Alan Moore liked it? I'm sure, I'm sure Alan Moore hated it, but they really did. I think Damon, Damon Lindelof, like, wrote the whole thing, yeah. right? Right, yeah. He so. did a really good job. I mean, there were a lot of throwbacks to it. There were a lot of things with it. Here's um, a question. Since it's so different than Watchmen. They even have to call it Watchmen because it's just been the same thing. Well, no, because it does. It ha I mean, it is Watch. I mean, it is Watchmen. I mean, you have the characters. I mean, Ozzy Mendez is in it. Doctor Manhattan is in it. Um, she uh, Silk Spectre is in it. But I mean, those are the only three. But I mean, yeah. it does. It the owls, it, not to or whatever. No, it plays into Watchmen. I mean, it's yeah. like a direct. I mean, it's like a sequel. Uh, it's a different setting, but it after has watching. all the themes. I don't know. I didn't. It might be Afterwatch. I never read very I much. Know, of I'm kidding. There is no Afterwatch. Well, they. What There's was that? Before Watchmen. Oh, before oh, Watchmen, there was no yeah. Afterwatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never mind. Oh, damn. But um, I mean, it was really well done. It's but yeah, it, it deals. Clock? Was it, did Superman show? There, there is almost kind of a Doomsday Clock. No Superman though. No, I'm no. talking about the Doomsday Clock series that DC put out. Wasn't that, a, oh. it was, it was, wasn't that a sequel to Watchmen? Kind of, sort of, yeah. But no, it's not Doom. Well, I don't know. It's not Doomsday Clock. But no, I really enjoyed it. It, it was good. Um, cool. But yeah, Ozzy Mendez is in it. He's freaking batshit crazy, man. But dude. And it took me... I'm stupid. Because I'm sitting here watching it. And they've got... Uh, it's uh, Irons. What's his name? Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. He plays Ozzy Mendez. And but they don't tell you that it's Ozzy Mendez. It's like, why am I watching this old dude like go semi crazy or whatever, you know? Like, um, and then like it clicked like in the second episode, maybe or something. I'm like, is he Ozzy? And then they explain who he is that it is Ozzy Mendez. So I figured it out before they spoon fed it to me, but then I was like kicking myself because I'm like, and then they keep talking about like Dr. Manhattan, Dr. Manhattan, Dr. Manhattan, and I'm like. When is he gonna show up? And then that the way they did it is very weird, and I didn't catch on, but I caught. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but I don't know. I can't say anything better about it. It was it was awesome. 
But I was going into it thinking it was 10 episodes. And I'm sitting there watching the ninth episode. And they're kind of tying everything up. Like, they are tying everything up. And I figured they'd have, like, a 10th episode, like, an epilogue or whatever, you know? And then it just goes to, like, a movie. And I'm like, what the hell? And I go back, and I'm like, oh, it's only nine episodes. Because mm. he, does, he does end it kind of on a you-don't-know-like yeah. thing. And then I read an interview with him about it, and they said something about the ending. And he's like, well, you don't know because we didn't show this happened so you don't know whether that happened or not yeah it's up to the viewer and well no, possibly kind of sort of if they would have got picked up for a second season but which, i read that uh, he, he didn't, didn't want he didn't want to do a second season oh, he really? did everything that he did on that he but didn't. he said that somebody else could pick it up and do it yeah, yeah. now see if they if they did another one i don't know because they did they really that's did. how i felt about their original watch they were the original Watchmen? They did another one. I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand. If did they... you get it, Scott? Yes. Okay, thank you. Oh, you didn't think that they should have done the Watchmen that I just watched? Yes. I think you would really like it. I'm sure it, I would. It has a lot of themes, and it has a lot uh, it of... sounds room. cool. I hear good things. I yeah. think I would like it. It's good. It has Don Johnson in it, too. Well, there's <laughs> a selling like, point. Woohoo! And he plays like a... So you literally didn't read anything? I read nothing. It's been two weeks. I know. I, the last weekend... Well, most of mine I read like the weekend after our last, pod, last yeah. podcast. So it's been like ten days since I've read well, that, this. So we'll see how I remember. Last that. weekend after our last podcast, we did nothing but yard work and all kinds of stuff. So my entire weekend was gone. I've been working... How's your basement doing? It's still water coming. Cool. Wow. Not as much. It? Yeah, here in a week or two. Week or two? Yeah. Cool. And then this last weekend, I basically, in the time that I had, I watched Watchmen. Cool. I didn't have a lot of free spare time. Well, Watchmen stuff. That's like nine yeah, episodes. That's a lot of that's time. Nine hours. Yeah. yeah. I also watched, what was it, Manchester by the Sea? And I didn't. Oh, did you like that? I did, but I don't know that I would ever want to watch that again. I, it's and, super depressing. Yeah, and I don't think I could ever recommend it to anybody either. But yeah, it's a it good was, movie, though. It's, it's well a, done. Yeah, it's it's well done. Kind of rips your heart out. Nature, but yeah, it's it's Hope, heartbreaking there. Hopefully, pretty soon I will have watched Knives Out. Oh, oh you can watch that because I it's enjoyed on, it. It's on it's Amazon on Prime. Amazon yes, Prime or Hulu. Something. It's Amazon Prime. Guess what yeah, I watched? Last, last one. Yeah, Deer Hunter. Oh my god. Had you seen it? Yeah, like a long oh, time yeah. ago. Like I have 20 years ago, it. probably. What? I have not seen that. Like oh 20 my years god. ago. Yeah. That movie's horrible. Well, I mean, it's not horrible. It's good, it's well done, but man, it's way too long. Oh, it's long. I believe it. And it's slow. Oh, it's yeah. It's not just that it's long. Like, 45 minutes for a wedding. Who was the director on that? Uh, Michael Cimino. Mm, okay. So after he made Deer Hunter, he got won all those awards, and they like said, oh, dude, do whatever you want. So I made this movie called Heaven's Gate, a oh, Western. Okay. And the studio pressured him to get it done, like, in time for the Oscar season. And so he had to, like, cut it from, like, three hours down to, like, two hours or two hours and ten minutes. Critics savaged it. For, like, a $40 million budget in, like, 1980-something, it made, like, $8 million at the box office. Mm. Huge. Completely destroyed his career. Like, he never made another major movie since the only other movie he made was year of the dragon that was fairly well known yeah remember that one with mickey rourke but uh after that he made like 
no other well-known movies. Huh. Wow. And then what was funny is like, then all the critics after he made Heaven's Gate, they came like, you know, Deer Hunter had some issues. They all like backtracked on their like assessment of it, you know, and started like crapping on Deer Hunter too. It's pretty funny. Since I won't be talking for a while, one more movie that we one watched. One more movie. Invasion USA. Oh, yeah. It was bad. I'll bet. Oh, my God. It, it was bad. What about the cool dream sequence at the beginning, though? Didn't have a cool dream sequence? Who's in that? Or what's his Chuck name? Norris. Oh, Chuck Norris. Norris. I thought yeah, he had a cool the, dream sequence at the beginning. With the two. He's got the two Uzis strapped. Okay. In the movie yes, poster. Yes, yes. I think I might get... Maybe I got that mixed up with Delta Force. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think... I don't no, think Delta Force is not good. Delta Force. But, uh, yeah, dude. No, Missing Action is the best. It's not uh, good. That could be true. It was not good. I'm gonna go back and watch uh, Lone Wolf McQuaid. I don't. I don't know that I've ever seen Lone Wolf. McQuaid I don't know if McQuaid. I had either. But Lone Wolf. Walker, Texas Ranger. I think I tried to watch Code of Silence because it was like a, on one of the streaming services. I think I got about ten minutes in and just checked out. And I was yeah. like, no, I don't think so. Have you seen that? Um, you've seen that. I've seen it a couple times. It's like a meme or whatever going around with the COVID and it. it's reporting that somebody's dead. <laughs> like Chuck Norris. Did you see that? Yeah, Norris yeah I did. <laughs> Chuck Norris died from COVID, but he got better. He's recovering now and COVID's in quarantine for 14 <laughs> days is, after yes. being exposed to Chuck Norris. No, my favorite I meme that. that I saw the last few days was, uh, it was the urine test. Have you guys seen the urine test one with no. why you should wear a mask? Uh-uh. So it's like, why you should wear a mask? So if everyone around naked and one guy pees, his pee gets on the guy next to him, right? But if the guy next to him is wearing pants, then the pee oh. kind of gets you a little wet, but not completely wet. I think I if you're both that, wearing yeah. pants, when the guy pees, it stays with him and none of the pee gets on you. There you mm. go. So that's why you should wear <laughs> so a mask. I have heard that one. Yeah. That was pretty good. I like that one. All right. No, it makes total sense now. But... It does, yeah. All right. I read Blood Force Trauma. What? By our friend Jake Smith. Um, this is his new movie, or book that he's putting out. Um, Dead Gremlin? Dead Gremlin Comics. Comics. Huh. Um, it was a Kickstarter, and I just got the Kickstarter, and I got a t-shirt, too. Ooh. But uh, this is pretty cool. Um, I like his art, obviously. But uh, it's basically, there's like a big arena where like people fight, and one guy's thrash... Thrash Skullcracker against Meat Grinder. It's like a big tournament, and these Excellent. are the final two. And this dude, like, sp dude spends his grocery money to get a ticket to watch the fight. And then uh, they're fighting, and the one guy wins, and well, then that seems oh irresponsible <laughs> to spend your grocery money right? to go to a fight. But then he's in the audience, and he gets called out to come fight this guy, like from the audience. Wow. And then somehow he Maybe wins, he won't and he that becomes, money. and then because he becomes the new champion. Huh. And that's pretty much it. But the art's cool. It's fun. It's very kind of lighthearted, but ultra-violent, over-the-top. And there it fell down. But anyway, <laughs> nice. I enjoyed it. Blood Force Strong. Okay, cool. You read, what was his other book? It was called, like, uh, something like On the Edge or something yeah. like that. You bought it, didn't you? I bought the trade, yeah. So It's good. Oh, yeah, I read it. It's I fun, it. over-the-topish type stuff. Yeah, it's like an 80s action. It's like yeah. Invasion USA, except if it was good. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, Scott can do a little while. I forgot if I'm doing any more of my single issues. You sure? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, let's see here. Uh, 
Let's knock this thing out, maybe. Knock it out. Of course, knock this might take, a, might take some time. I don't oh. Season oh. of Mist. Season of Mist. Sandman. Volume I quit. Four. The devil quits. Lucifer's Okay, gone. so that's the thing. Look at this. This is probably one of the longest ones of the Sandman series from yeah. the, the graphic novel Did you talk about this last time? Yeah, I think it's leftover. Sorry. I didn't no, really no, you're good. Season it, of Mist. So the Season of Mist, you know, I mean, it's what? Like, it's, I think it's like eight issues or something wow, like this, you know, type thing. And the problem is, is that you just hit the nail on the head. What did you Luc say? Lucifer leaves hell, lets whatever else go out there. He gives the key to Sandman. Sandman doesn't know what to do with it. God comes, says, I want it. He gives it to God. Then he goes and he finds over? his old uh, finds his old flame and lets her go to be what do whatever, you know, type of thing. The end. But it, it takes him eight fucking issues to I get see, through I all this type of thing. So then there'd be nothing on the screen. Give it to me. The t shirt's on the screen. There you go. So there's something else up there. I think it may be my my problem with Sandman in general or whatever. At the time, I remember loving, you know, this... Season of the Mist? Well, I think just Sandman in general. Oh, and yeah. In particular, Season of Mist is really good. So you're turning on Sandman, huh? I think I am slightly turning wow. on it. Like know? I turned on Star Wars? Maybe wow. like you turned on Star Wars. You know? Here's the... Th you guys Sandman, are, Sandman you guys is still are turning good. into grumpy old men. Yeah, I'm yeah. like the old one. And Maybe I have standards now. It is still really good, and the thing is, is that... What he what, I have standards. What now. what uh, what Gaiman is doing there is so unique and so original. I think at that time, you know, and stuff. It, it's really at the time. Yeah. I know when I read it, it was like, oh wow. I don't know that anybody was really thinking much about this, you know, in the past and things. This spread. Yeah, I you saw that. That, that no, yeah, I wish I could have if you I had it? like forty grand. That thing was I saw it on eBay like five ten years ago, and it was gone. That's insane now. Who, who's the artist? I think it's Sam Keith, isn't it? I don't know. No, no is it's, it? it's not Drinberger. I don't think so. I don't think it's him either. I mean, he's doing Episode different pieces. Two. Off and on. Keith. It might be Keith. It could be, but I'm I didn't. sure it is. Artist, Kelly. Sam Keith isn't even listed as an artist. I didn't think uh -huh. he was. Huh. Maybe it's not that one then. I thought that's what it was. They don't make it easy to figure out who the artist is. No, and they, they, anyway, that's part of the fun sorry. that they have all through there. Is that it seems like the artists change quite a bit. They do. They have like six artists listed. I know. And Maybe it's Kelly Jones. I think that's one of the problems with Sandman is the non-consistent artists. Yes, Kelly Jones. Have a little bit of an Does that look there. like? Yeah, Kelly? I think that's it's Kelly, Kelly Jones. Jones. Okay, so it's Kelly Jones, not Sam Keith. So sorry. part of the fun though of Season of Mist is the very first I issue or whatever introduce uh what is it destiny and um talking about the big book that he has you know and all this other i'm stuff your and density they, yeah there you go and how, how you go in back to the future i know what it's from <laughs> but uh you know it, it's introducing the endless a bit more and it's also introducing another one of those little plot threads that uh, they'll probably talk about more later you know and whatever of that there's seven of them, and only six of them show up, you know, and things like this, and how delirium used to be named something different, and 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 it seems like uh, what is it, desire and dream, don't really care much for each other, you know, the whole sibling, 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 sibling rivalry, sibling there you go, sibling rivalry, can't speak again, it's plain English, there you go. But pretty much, you know, that type of thing that's going on. That, that's pretty fun.
And then, of course, you know, at the end where, you know, they basically bring out the fact that Dream is kind of exiled some ex-lover to hell for like the last 10,000 years. He's like, was I too harsh? You know, and, and that's <laughs> right. like, his sister's like, well, yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and uh, so, so that's kind of how things start there, you know. And then when Lucifer gets wind, you know, that dreams come in there, he's like, oh, this is a great opportunity. I kind of want to go have some fun somewhere else. So I want to let everybody out of hell. And hey, here you go, Dream. You can have the key. And then Dream's like, well, what the hell? You know, where's my lover at? I don't know. You know, so then it becomes, you know, him inviting people to to the dream world to find out who he's going to give the key to. Basically, who can give him the best offer for the key? You know, right. hell. And that's kind of funny because what Odin and uh, his lots of Thor and uh, Loki, you know, show up with their their ideas, and and freaking Thor is just a damn womanizer that's trying to hit on the damn. Egyptian cat god and and some other type stuff through there uh, that are all there and that's pretty funny you know type things but I mean hell even that it like takes the better part of three issues or something you know where it's just kind of stalling things you know in its own way and uh, then ultimately like I said there was a couple of angels that were there to watch the proceedings while he was taking these offers for the key and then basically one of them you know finds out that well, then God hollers at him and says, no, I don't want it, you know, and then they're like, oh, no, uh, God wants it, so can you give it to us? And then they find out, oh, shit, we're going to be the new, you know, guardians of hell, ah, you know, so the, basically there's two angels now, one of them that seems to be mute and doesn't say anything, that are now the guardians of hell. And then basically Dream then does finally find his ex-girlfriend, you know, and mm -hmm. apologize while she slaps him and whatever the hell else. Nebuchadnezzar. Something like that. Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. There you go. No, it's not Nebuchadnezzar. No, I know it's not. But, um, I was just going to see if I could get close. No. It's been not forever close. since oh. I read it. I remember Season of Mist being kind I of a high point, like Nila, but now that Scott's got on it, maybe it's not. See, I knew it was an end. It's still really good, you know, type type stuff, but there's the thing is, not there's not much that happens, to tell you the truth. Lucifer leaves hell and turns over to to God, and he sends a couple of guardians for it. Yeah. And Dream lets his girlfriend, you know, go be, you know, to have some other afterlife. Finds her like in a cave. It's a lot of words to do that, though. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's a very long, it's very dense, you know, type of thing. And yes, it's Neil Gaiman here again. And so there's a lot of freaking words all going through this type thing. In which some of it's kind of fun, but you know, especially if I knew maybe a little bit more history of you know myths and whatever the hell else you sure. know of Egyptians and Vikings and all those other type of things, maybe catch these little in joke that things that he puts in there. But the Kelly Jones art's cool. It is. It is. Nada. Nada. Is that it? Okay. Nah, maybe not. So, season of myths. It may be the high point of Sandman, but it, I don't remember it quite as or I don't love it quite as much as I used to. It's still solid. It's still good. It's, you know, type things. It's it's very original in what he's doing. But because of, to your point, the <laughs> the wordiness of it all, I don't know if it's as good now than, as I remember before. Comics have gotten better over the years. So. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, I read Bog Bodies. Did you buy this one, Don? 
I don't know. What is that? This is an OGN published by Image Comics. It's written by Declan Shalvey with art by Gavin Fullerton. I think when I ordered this, I thought Declan Shalvey was doing the art and the writing. Yeah. But he's not. He just does the writing. Because um, I really like his art, I think. Or I was interested to see that. But anyway, so it's OGN. It's basically a fairly simple crime story. Uh, Declan Shelby is Irish. And so they talk, it's set in like Ireland, and they talk in like thick like Irish slang, like accents oh, wow. and stuff. So, so it's, it's almost where you have to say it out loud so you can catch what the like, hell uh, is going on. Well, like, not really an accent, but like that? slang, so they use like weird terms and okay, stuff. Okay. But you kind of, by that? context, you can kind of figure out what they It's mean. like Snatch, but in a comic book. Kind of. I don't know if Snatch is Irish. It might be, though. That, that might be Scottish. I don't really know. But anyway, it's kind of like a train spotting. Because that was Scottish. Oh, that was um, Scottish. Yeah. Those thick Scottish accents. Did you ever watch the second one? I didn't, right? That's crazy. I love that first one. You the first one. one. I never watched the second one. I didn't either. I didn't really think it needed a sequel, though, to be honest. No. Maybe it's all right. Um, I did go back and watch Train Spotting again somebody, recently, though. Somebody needed some money. Everybody you needs money. Bigger. Maybe it is not a... All right, that so sounds familiar. Anyway. Bog Bodies. Um, so it's fairly simple crime. So there's guys, kind of like a hoodlum, he's in a gang, and they got like a big boss. Well, one of his uh, partners comes and says, hey, grab your gun, we got to go like do a job. Or he said, don't grab your gun, we don't need your gun, but we got to go do a job. So he tells them to leave his gun. So they go out to the car, and he says, get something out of the trunk. And so I think they are going to go bury a body is what he tells the guy. So the body is supposedly in the trunk. So he opens the trunk. Well, it's another dude in his gang with a gun and points it at him and says, yeah, you screwed up. We got Now we got to take care of you. So they take him in the car and they're going to drive him out to the bog and they're going to shoot him and bury the, throw the body into the bog and bury the evidence. Right. Apparently what he screwed up was he was supposed to go shoot somebody and he shot the wrong person. Mm. And so the big boss says, someone's got to take the fall for this. You screwed up, blah, blah, blah. Oh. So anyway the one guy is kind of his buddy and doesn't really want to kill him but the other guy is kind of like a cold-blooded killer and he's all about it so anyway so they get out there and at some point the guy manages to escape and the one guy doesn't really want to shoot him so he kind of shoots wide or whatever but the other guy sees him and takes a shot i think he hits him like in the leg so the guy's like running but he's injured or hit or whatever so he escapes into the forest bog area swamp or whatever and then um, he runs into some girl who's out there, and so they kind of, I think she's, she acts like she's been out there for a few days, and they kind of get together, and they're on the run together, and these guys are running around the bog looking for him or whatever. Um, well, eventually it all kind of comes to the head. They catch up to him and blah, 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 not to spoil or anything, but it's pretty good. Uh, it's kind of confusing at the end. Like, at one point... You're not sure if the girl is a ghost or if she's alive or if he ran to her and she's like an apparition. I don't think she is, but then they kind of hint that maybe she's just a figment of his imagination or something. But it's almost like he's trying to redeem himself by helping her get away. Can I see it? You may see it. Thanks. But uh, it's pretty good. Like I said, I think I would have liked it better if I wasn't quite as... It's kind of like I wasn't 100% clear clear what was happening at the end like mm. just the way it's up to you to figure out what you want to do. yeah it could be maybe it's that kind of thing i don't always like that because it always feels like did i miss something well not a cop out i feel <laughs> like i'm dumb like i feel like 
Was there a point, was there like a nuance that I missed that I should have picked up on that this girl is supposed to be a ghost or maybe she's not a ghost and why am I thinking she might be a ghost? What in the narrative made me think that was this isn't quite what I think? I is there a really twist that I'm not, that I'm missing or is there no twist? I just want to know if there's a twist or not, right? Like, I don't... It says right here, no loose ends, sir. No loose ends. I don't know. So, anyway, it's... But other than that confusing part, it's fairly well done, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> and the storytelling's really good, and the story's kind of neat, but I just felt like at the end, I was just a little lost. I didn't know if there was something I was supposed to be getting that I was not getting, or if I got it all. So, Yeah, I don't know anywho, if I bought this or not. I don't think I did. Probably not. Probably not. You don't I, do a lot of OGNs. All right, I don't. I just buy like mainstream Marvel and stuff. But uh, it looked kind of cool, something different. I enjoy crime stuff. So. I do enjoy crime stuff. Yeah. All right, Scott's next. Since do you, you have any nothing. other uh, single issues or anything? No, I'm not gonna talk about any of those. None of them I really anything really happened that I really remembered. So you read both those big bastards. Well, this one I was almost done with last time. I finished it. Royal so City. Whatever. Royal City. Royal City. Yes. That you have I nicely bound and everything. Uh, Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire. Right. And uh, art. He does it all. Yes, he does. Did you listen to any of his mixtapes? I did not listen to any of his mixtapes. Uh, In fact, uh, my it makes me feel really, to your point, dumb on my musical knowledge because... There's uh, there's one area in there which it's like oh wow I actually had some of those yeah but the, I mean for the majority of the music that he's got in there not really I'm like I don't even know any of these you know, right or I'm the same way were you okay so I just felt kind of dumb but I did not listen to his mixtape I didn't listen to and I didn't recognize a lot of it but, it's got float on by Modest Mouse yes yeah I don't like I said is. occasionally there's a couple of them. But yeah, there's some obscure stuff, but too. But there's a lot of stuff. I did, like, 90% of it, I would... I Modest mean, Mouse is not obscure? No. Float On, that's a Float big hit. A, it was a pretty big hit. On the pretty weekend. big hit, Don. Come yeah, on. I can't actually think of it right at the moment, but... How it went, but yeah. Anyway, though. Huh. Royal City. He doesn't want it to be called the Slice of Life story, but quite frankly, it's... Totally slice of life. It is. It really is. I feel like it. Yeah. I mean, did you not get that? I don't know. Yeah, it was you've, basically about this you've family. Already, you've already talked a bit about, you know, what it's about. But, yeah, it's about a family who had a death, you know, in the family. And, you know, it's all scarred them in their own different ways. And they ha they happen to see visions of the the family member that was lost, in this case, Tommy. Was Tommy, it? yeah. So, um it's cool as they all see him slightly differently. Yes, they like do. Like how they remembered yes, they him yeah. in a certain way. Yeah, yeah. No, that is interesting. But yeah, and it, it brings up, you know, basically hidden secrets or I don't know about, is it, I don't know if it's as much secrets as insecurities of yeah. all the family members, you know, and things of that nature and, and pulling them out and trying to, to release them from different guilts and things of this nature that they have. And that's really what I think a whole lot of it is, is, you know, trying to, to move on yeah. in a lot of ways after certain things. You know, Correct. Depending on what happens to you. Well, it seems like when he died, all their lives kind of, they didn't completely stall out, but they all kind of hit a stall point in their lives, you know. Somewhat. Except and, for the, the one boy who was the writer, you know, type thing. Well, he couldn't get his, his other way. book written, or like he kept well, trying to hit writer's block. But that, he didn't actually become a popular writer until he took 
his brother's notebook Correct. after he died. Yeah. So, it, but he has that guilt, you know, type of thing Correct. of going, I can't come up with anything. The only thing I actually came up with was your story, Tommy, you yeah. know. And, but I find it funny, you know, part of that, you know, what do you want to say? Not looking in the past or believing more in yourself because there's like several people throughout the book that go, oh, your second novel, I really enjoyed that, you know, yeah, type thing, yeah. you know, where he just thought it was total crap, you know, it yeah. wasn't as popular or whatever else, you know, type thing. And it was kind of that little bit of a reinforcement that, no, you're not as, you know, it's not as bad, you know, maybe as it wasn't think, as, yeah. uh, as popular, but... And hey, he married a famous movie actress. Yeah. How bad can your life be? How'd that work out for him? Well, that's the end. They they were getting divorced and everything, but as the story goes on, you know, they're trying to put that back together, you know, and stuff. Yeah, he actually kind of has a happy. Yeah, overall, for this, it it is kind of interesting. I mean, besides the fact that it leads up to Tommy's death so that you know how he dies, but you knew that from, you know. Issue one or something to this point, you know, or something right. like this. So overall, his his family members are starting to move on, you know, and they uh-huh. seem to have some yeah. uh, clarity, maybe. I don't know what you want to say. but So this isn't your typical type of book. Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it was... You are right. It, at first, I wasn't real sure, especially like that just to get started, you know, type thing. But once you kind of got started, I, I think Lemire is a... Here again, I, I tend to be more attracted to the writers, you know, in a lot of ways. He's a really good writer, yeah. you know, in a lot of ways. And he knows how to pace things, yeah, I think, too. And I and that strength, you know, I think shows up here. I mean, he knows when to to speed things up, and he knows when to kind of slow it down. And, like, hey, I need to tell a little bit more of a story here and type things. And I think that's what I appreciated because after, like, the first issue, you know, type things, I mean, it, it really moved at, I think, a fairly good clip, you know, type, type stuff. Yeah. I don't know how the hell you read it from freaking month to month, because it just... It was hard. Yeah. It was it much really better was, when I sat down and read the whole thing. There you thing. go. I could see this. It, this is something that needs to be read as a collection. I mean, it is one full story so, type, yeah, of, type really of thing is. that uh, it really needs to be read that way, I think. But, but yeah, you're right. I am... I enjoyed it, but I mean, it's much like uh, Manchester by the Sea, like yeah. we're talking about. You know, it's a, it, it feels in some similar veins, you know, of that. You know, maybe maybe this has a little bit more of a tries to be a little bit of a supernatural feel, maybe or something in some respects. Yeah, but, not really. But, but not yeah. really. But yet, there's something in there where he's trying to throw, you know, maybe some question marks in there sure. of of some stuff. But you know, it is kind of that. How do we react to different tragedies that happen? Yeah, you know, type type stuff. Cool. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, we're good. Yay. Yay. I read, finally, after like 30, 20, I need to read 20 years, I finished uh, Miracle I'm Man. I'm sure it's horrible. Miracle Man. Holy shit. It's not horrible. I'm sure it's terrible. Didn't that come out in like the 1950s? 1980s. <laughs> so this is one of Alan Moore's first, well, first superhero deconstruction things he did. Miracle Man. So Miracle Man was actually an old like See, I was right, British fifties, British fifties like thing. I think it was modeled after Captain Marvel. You know, is that the Marvel copy? Yes, these are all the Marvel copies, not the original. Oh, I wouldn't buy the originals because they're worth like a lot of money. You bought all the Marvel ones? Yeah, and I bound them so I could oh. have it all together. So the artist who will not, or the writer who will not. Yeah, be so the writer is the original writer because he didn't want his name in the book. <laughs> So, 
Alan Moore did not? No, because he hates Marvel, and they right. were republishing it. So anyway, the idea is that there's this guy, well, at some point, they all get blown up, and there's this, and this guy's just going about his life, he's like a journalist. Did they recolor it? They did recolor some of it. Oh. But it's actually done pretty well, I liked it. Um, you but anyway, it, huh? you just wanted the original. Yeah, give me just the trash original. original. Huh? Miracle Man yes. was kind of like <laughs> Shazam. <laughs> he would say a magic word, and then his body would be exchanged with the body of the superhero, right? And then his body would go into whatever they call it, Shazam? some other space. He says Komodo, <laughs> dragon, Komoda, and then dragon. he turns into Miracle Man. But anyway, but. Something happened. He had, like, a kid Miracle Man and then, like, a young Miracle Man. There were, like, three of them. And they all got blown up by, like, an atomic bomb. Or they were fighting a villain. They got blown up. They all, they, he thought the other ones died, but then he lost his memory. So he's just running around his life like a normal dude. He forgot that he's he Miracle Man. He can even do this. Correct. He so, magic word. Until so he's, someone said Komodo Dragon. Correct. So he's at some journal. He's going to some uh, thing covering for his journalism job. And there's a terrorist attack. Somehow he says Komoda. I don't know. It comes back to him. And he says he becomes Miracle Man. He thwarts the terrorist attack. All his memories come flooding back. Blah, 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 blah. Big twist. Page by page. Kid Miracle Man. All right? Is Kid Mir Yes. But Kid Miracle Man is still alive. So he goes oh. and sees him. Well, it turns out that Kid Miracle Man is evil... And once that happened, he got he basically stayed as Kid Miracle Man for his whole life. Like, he never turned back to, like, the young boy. Because he's like, I have all these powers. I'm the most powerful, powerful person in the world. He's basically built this huge, like, Tony Stark, Stark Industries-type conglomerate where he's, got, like, this big, powerful guy. And now his old, like, more he's powerful buddy is back. And so they obviously have a big throwdown and fight and all that good stuff. So that's kind of the first arc, is just him dealing with uh, this uh, kid Miracle Man, fighting him, blah, blah, blah. And then the second arc is all backstory. Like, it's how it all happened. So then Alan Moore gets into the deconstruction of, like, oh, you know, you thought it was this, but it was actually this undercover government program, an alien landed, they found the technology, and they, like, brainwashed these guys and made you guys think that you were in this 1950s world, but the real time you're just dreaming and we were like doing all these experiments on you blah 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 that's dr garganza or something and he's the big doctor who created miracle man but he's evil so then garganza beans garganza garganza beans. yeah wow, there you go there's komodo a dragon and garganza no beans. there was a couple pages earlier where they had used like squash two people's heads together. yeah so it gets kind of violent yeah, yeah there you go but uh, anyway so he dr garganza tries to kill him and then he defeats him and then his wife is pregnant, but of course his wife is pregnant with Miracle Man's baby, not oh, the, the not the human the guy's baby. Then there's this very controversial birth birth issue. I think Steve Geppi at Diamond Comics said he wouldn't like distribute it because it was so graphic. Yeah. It's basically a comic book of somebody giving birth. So I don't want to show it because some people don't want to see that. But okay. yeah, it's very graphic. It's like actual actual giving birth. Like you get to see everything. Huh. So yeah, it's pretty. But anyway, so Miracle Man has a baby. And the baby uh, is a miracle baby. And so she's a little different than a normal baby. Oh, it's so, a her. Yes, Winter oh. is her name. Winter. Winter. So that's the second arc. The third arc, there's a miracle woman that shows up that has been there the whole time that nobody knew about. Then, it's the baby. Then Alan Moore gets into what I think he's actually interested in doing. I see that. He basically... 
the next arc is basically Miracle Man and Miracle Woman basically remaking the world the way it should be. Like, they, like, get rid of money, everything's free, they pretty much try to create, like, utopia, basically. The great garden. So you, you take out all the bad people, you make sure there's no need or want, there's no needs or wants in the world anymore, and then you try and create, like, utopian society. And so that's basically what it's at, at that point. It's, like, five issues of them. There are sequences where it's, like, Alan Moore just writing, like, this lyrical, like, poetry things with, like, pictures and it gets a little dry yeah and so it's a little hard in parts but then he jumps back he does that for a couple pages and he'll jump back to having some dialogue and it flows pretty well alan moore's a really good writer i was i was worried like this might get a little dense and it did in parts but then he would pull it back and kind of keep you going you know yeah so i felt like it had a pretty good balance it wasn't perfect and then uh once alan moore left he did everything he wanted to do up to like issue 16 then Neil Gaiman took over, and Mark Buckingham, who's the guy who did oh, Fables, Fables yeah. they take over, and they kind of carry on what his story, this utopian oh, world, oh. and he's trying to basically, you know, carry on. And his was basically, like, five or six short stories of, like, different, like, things within this new utopian new world. world. Yeah. Just kind of world-building a little bit. Yeah. And there's supposedly two more books that Gaiman and Buckingham want to do, like, Really? Yeah, so there should be wow. like 12 more issues or whatever that they still want to put out. But anyway, it was pretty good. I mean, I'd read a lot of this, but there were always gaps because I could never find all the issues. And yeah. So having it all together and finally reading it all, it was pretty satisfying to kind of... And there's the baby. Um, yeah, so the baby's actually super intelligent. Like, even at birth, she's like smarter than her mom or whatever, you know, and she has all these powers. She can float around and fly and... They end up populating the world with all sorts of, like, miracle babies or whatever, you know. Like, Miracle Man donates his sperm to anybody who wants to have a baby, and then they have these super children and start to create this society or whatever. But it's fairly mature. It's there's like a lot it's of words in this. Well, there's one point where uh, they do, like, a children's book that the baby, Winter, wrote, and this lady's, like, reading the children's book. That's a game and story, though, so yeah. That's a script. It's not a factual book. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of bonus content in these because I think since they were reprints, Marvel was trying to sell them for three ninety nine, and so they added like a lot of back matter to each issue. Huh. So there's like a lot of scans of like the original art and stuff like that. So, gotcha. it's kind of cool. But yeah, Miracle Man. It's pretty. Uh, yeah, I've never read this. It's, I mean, it's dense. It's definitely not. It's I don't dense. think it's. I don't think it's Alan Moore's my favorite work by him, but I. I really enjoyed the first two arcs where it's like a, more of a traditional story. And then once you get into the utopian thing where it gets a little more lyrical and poetic, it got a little heavy-handed, but it was still interesting. I feel like that whole what if superheroes were real and they created a utopian society thing has been done to death. But this is probably one of the first instances really of that. And yeah. so, I mean, it's fairly... It has some interesting ideas. Makes me wonder if uh, Street's... Straczynski. Straczynski maybe was influenced by influenced his son. Yeah. But there's a Marvel book called Squadron Supreme, which was a similar type of idea. Yeah. That was in the 80s, I think. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think so. Might have been very early 90s. But yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, the art's pretty good. It's got uh, Alan Davis does a bunch of it, and then Rick Feige and Gary Leach. Chuck Austin does a couple issues. Remember that guy? I do. Yep, that's some of his first work. So... Anyway, good stuff. Wow. You're up, Scott. We'll end with some Brian K. Vaughn stuff. There you go. Woo! Why the Last Man? Oh, man, what book are we up to? We are up to number five. Wow. Ring of Truth. Yeah, and I think, well, this gets you 
to the halfway point, pretty much. Um, and I think here again, this is probably one of the uh, longer graphic novels. I don't know how, remember exactly how many. I thought issues they were all the same. Is. No, they they, are they, not. they vary in size huh. as well. In fact, this one would be actually the longest one for overall issues. Hmm. But this one kind of, uh, well. There's naked people in here. It's yeah, just, imagine that. It's just for children. Uh, probably. Yes. So in give it to Julia. John says yes. Give it to Julia. The, the yeah, for children. The the big thing with this one is it introduces. Uh, give her that and let her read issue nine. Yeah, it's like eight issues. Yeah. This one, they they get to California finally, so that they can start doing some of the California. Tests. Yeah, so they can start doing some of the tests to figure out why. Um, York. Does it have the big reveal? It does have that reveal. Oh, the big reveal. That he basically lived because of monkey shit. Monkey shit. So, monkey remember. poo. Yep. That it turns I out his... I remember that. His pet monkey is the reason why they're alive. His pet monkey has the... Antidote in his poo. Antidote type and of thing. And he eats it? No, but no, it's around it. Because he's around it and everything else. But, but essentially because... Because he, ampersand he injects is, it straight into his body. Just get it in there somehow. Well, I think the first issue isn't the monkey throwing his crap around the room or whatever. Oh yeah, in the yeah. very first issue. Monkeys yeah. throw their poop. Yeah, I understand that. So, and essentially, that's that. why he's alive. But it's but you tend to, but there's also a samurai type, you know, ninja. Well, you gotta have samurai kind of ninja in a book. There you go. That's That's right. That she is after the monkey. Right. No, not the poo. She wants the monkey. Um, because it turns out that this monkey, I think, came from China or wherever the hell Dr. Man's at because it was an experiment that her father had done. But you don't really know quite too much of that, but you know that they're after this and that the monkey is the one that essentially holds the key to, you know, why the males survived, why these two males survived was because it had the so-called antidote in its blood. Um, but the other notable thing on this one too is that he meets uh, flight attendant Beth in this issue, or mm. in this series. Yes, yeah, she was the one who was a flight attendant, and uh, of course, all the men left, and they, of course, they were the pilot and co-pilot and whatever the hell else. And so mm. she was up in the air when you know all the men died. all the men died, and so she has to try to bring the airplane down, and it turns out that Fully. you know it kind of. Crashes. Oh, she didn't do a good job. Did she landed in the Hudson Bay? No, she landed in some fucking field and probably killed the majority of women. And come to find out, I think that the male, the guys had turned on the automatic landing system, so she wouldn't even touch anything. <laughs> they may have all lived, but I don't know. You know, she mentions that you know type of thing, so she's second guessing herself. So is the virus but, not airborne? Like, how did it get up in the plane? You think it would wait till they got down? Who knows? I mean, is it really much of a virus though? Either I mean, it's I don't know. Above. It's not when the, you find out. It didn't things. go to space. So. It's not the miracle in the on the Hudson. It's not the miracle on the Hudson by any means. But the other key thing, though, about this Beth is that I think it is the the first woman in the series that he's actually slept with. Then besides his, you know, girlfriend Beth, you know, that but happened all before. Looking for them. That he's been looking for the whole time. So. What about the safe word one? Didn't he sleep with that lady? He did not actually ever sleep with her. He said he was ready to and whatever, and then she's like, "Okay, good, you're healed." So. Mm. Um, Man, 
She didn't even want anything to do with him. He was the last man on earth. But the so he not only has sex with this I girl, think the but the point this, of this book is that women don't need men. But this is the first girl that he they've met on their travels that doesn't that's friendly to them well, and doesn't die. I do believe that almost all the rest of them, you know, end up getting killed one way or another whenever they go out of their way to help these poor freaking you know morons that are traveling across from New York to California. This is the first one when he actually leaves. She is still alive. <laughs> so, I think they. If I remember anything about this book, I thought I remember something about how they said that they do need a man, or the human race won't continue. They have sperm banks. Well, somewhere. honestly, that's what part of what the. I'm getting ahead of myself, and from what things I remember as I'm going through, but that's part of what causes the plague is the fact that they are able to clone. A female, okay, and essentially what that's what they said is that men are no longer needed. That's why they all died, because they men are died. not needed. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the fact that you can clone and all you need is a female to actually, you know, reproduce now, to basically put the the child in for gestation and everything else, and then be the caregiver and everything else. Mm-hmm. So male became obsolete, and okay. so therefore. All the males died. Staying corrected. I don't remember shit about this book. I don't remember much. Well, I could be end up being uh, being wrong in that. No, you're I go right. Meet the oh, the sure other right. the other doctor because but you will find out. Spoiler alert that Yorick is not the last man on no, Earth because astronauts. freaking Doctor Man's father, I'm pretty damn sure, is still alive. Mm-hmm. And, so, and he's the one who ultimately caused this whole freaking mess. No, the astronauts are dead now. Oh, they they came down in the issue before, and that was the one where they came down. She was pregnant with one of the astronauts' kids. She wasn't sure which one, and they were put. It was all on fire, and so they pushed her out first, saying women and children first, and then the whole thing blew up as soon as they pulled her out. Dumb so astronauts. the two men died. So there we was have plenty of women. We need some men. That's yeah. like. That's like um, that book that I read, the letter forty-four. Oh yeah. That there were some men and some women on that spaceship, and the chick was pregnant, and she didn't know whose it was. Cause Apparently, if you go into space with they were, women, there's lots of sex going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're bored. I mean, Jesus Christ, there's not a whole lot to do. One, well, a couple other key things out of here. Uh, talking about the astronauts, the woman that was pregnant does have does have the child, and it is a boy. But they're afraid yes. to move it anywhere, so they're keeping it in this you know safe zone, you know, in Kansas to Kansas to, yeah, to try to make sure that it's not exposed to any yeah plague and whatnot. Where Superman went, Zero and, um, comes back and is trying to track down Yorick. She does finally find him there towards the end, and basically they kind of make up somewhat, and uh, then at the very end. Uh, Dr. Man, the female one or whatever here, and uh, 355 and Yorick are going to begin on a boat to go to Asia or whatever and try to find slow ampersand. Boat. Slow boat so, to China. Pretty much, because you don't want to take planes because stewardess or whatnot, I'm sorry, the flight attendants don't seem to know how to Everybody fly. knows so, only men know how to fly. Right? <laughs> for some reason, they seem to think that. Well, actually, the Israeli Jeez. army or whatever seemed to know how to fly. That, they were in Oh, yeah, the Israelis. They yeah. train everyone. But they, they seem to know They're how to fly, sexist. but they don't like to talk to anybody else. So uh, so the rest of the world is screwed when the females have, have taken over. Why is that? You don't see a lot of female airline pilots. It's interesting. That is true. 
But yes, this is still really good, and it reads at such a quick, quick pace. I, don't know. I mean, maybe Brian you should post something Vaughan, on Facebook about it. Maybe <laughs> Brian, might, you might start. I don't something. think so. You might start like some other. Type I'm of not movies. saying it should be that so, way. I'm just saying I don't see a lot. I know you should. I make, think there should, should be more. Women you should be curious on pilots, but. On social media, you should be curious. I don't think being curious on social media is a good idea. I don't. I think I should just disconnect from social media in general anymore. That's a good idea. It might help my overall lower your health. blood pressure. Uh, so anyway, why the last man though? It is written so well. I mean, it's like it's it's made for a series. Netflix should be making this there, now. I think you know. Oh, FX is making one. Yes, it, it, somebody should be anyway. If they do it right, it could be fantastic. It is really good. Cool. Here's another Brian Cape on book that should be a series. Paper Girls. Wow, you had it bound? I did. Damn. I thought that's what you read. You no, read I didn't read the one? bound one. I read them oh. in the individual issues. Because gotcha. you didn't even have them all, I think, when you started me. Reading. Yeah, I did give you some. And then you yeah. like, oh, here, it all finished up. And then you gave it to me, the rest. Yeah, you were excited to read it. Yeah, it's good. It's Brian K. Bond. So when I first read this and finished it in single issues, I was like, I thought the ending was like a cop-out, you know. Reading it all together, I don't feel like the ending was a cop-out at all. I thought it worked really good, well. Good, good. Worked a lot That's better. what I told you. I, well, you I, were right, Don. It's apparently the theme of the episode is you were right. Okay. You're right, Don. He is right on a lot of stuff. I know. He's pretty smart It just takes guy. us years to figure it to out. To realize so he's, he's, right. he's, he's ahead of the ahead, curve. Way ahead totally of the curve. ahead of the curve. But Paper Girls is by Brian K. Vaughn and uh, Cliff Chang. Chiang, Chong, Chang, Chong. Oh, my God. <laughs> you just say that. There's like who, an I in there. Who are you, President Cliff Chiang. Trump? <laughs> Cliff Chong. There's an I. It's Might not well Chang. We'll just call it the, the Kung, Kung Flu. flu. Uh, I love Cliff Chong. Dun, dun, dun. He's the best. Huh? You love what? Cliff Chong. He's awesome. Oh, he's a great artist. I, I always said Chang, but... But there's an I in there. Chang. I think the I is silent. It may be. I think it's Cliff I think Chang. it makes it... Ch I think Chiang. it makes it Yong. Chong. Chiang. Like I, Chichin Chong. Chiang? I, I don't want to bet the farm on it, but you I think would it's just Chang? bet that it's Chang. I, it's I may have Chiang. misspelled it on my book. Who knows? I mean, they write what I tell them. So, there you go. But anyway, uh, Paper Girls is super good. It's basically about... It's like set in the 1980s. It's time travel. Start. It is very timey-wimey, as Scott would say. But it's set in the 80s, and it's got these girls who are all paper delivery girls. And they're like the only ones in their town, because all the other paper delivery people are boys. How long was 20 something? 30 issues. Oh, it's 30. Okay. 30 issues. And some, I think, are oversized. But anyway, so yeah, they're hanging out. It's like the day after... Did you read this all? Yeah. It's like the morning after I Halloween. There's I like, knew you owned it, but I mean, that means nothing. Oh, that's that you true. Read it. it doesn't mean That's anything. true. It doesn't mean you read it. No, I did um, read it. I but yeah, like it. time travel people come down and like start invading. There's old timers. There's young timers. There's people, different factions in the time travel future that are coming. Anyway, they get kind of caught up in this war between the old timers and the new timers, and they get transported way to the past, and they meet like this girl and her baby. The old timers say that you can't change anything in the past, and the the young kids go, "What the fuck? Let's go back and make it better." So they always want to go back and change shit, right. and so that's where the wars come in. And they that's end up going into like the where we are right now in real life. Yeah, yeah, all that time travel we got going on. Yeah, they end up going into the future too, and they meet like their future. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna agree with me in three years. I probably will. We do have the two forces here at work going on. No, you, have, you have you have all the old. Too. You have all the old people. 
that, that want to keep the Confederate flag. That's and, exactly and right. Be and racist. Yeah. And then you have all the new young, young people, people that, that are like, let's tear it. down and riot and right. blow up everything exactly. and start anew. It's about right. Yeah. As, as far as the book goes. But anyway, so they also go into the future a few times, and they meet, like, their future selves. One of the girls finds out she dies of, like, she dies of, like, cancer, like, right. fairly yeah. young. Smuck up, Johnny. Leukemia. So she yeah, so she just right. keeps smoking. She's like, what does it matter, you Which know? is interesting because she gets the leukemia because of time travel. Right. It is. That the does Not from the cigarettes. Yes. Not from the cigarettes from the time travel. Yes. But and it's uh, incurable. Correct. And so... <laughs> They eventually end up in the future, (laughs) and they help, like, stop the war between the old-timers and the young-timers. But the big twist at the end, well, I don't want to spoil it. But anyway, it's really well. Everything kind of ties together, and it's really well done. But you did end up liking the ending once you got there. Yeah, like, the ending, like I said, the first time I thought it was kind of a cop-out, like nothing mattered. But then when you're reading all at once, you're like, oh, no, it kind of really ties into the theme and what they're trying to do, and it makes perfect sense, so. I thought it worked really well. I don't know. I liked it because of the ending, you know, I thought kind of... Kind of came full circle, but in a way it also changed. And they That's right. And, and it it was like, forward. okay, you can't maybe change everything, but there's some, yeah. you know, things that can be tweaked, you know, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. You, you should never give up for it because things happen, you know, maybe in small doses. Or I'm just going to make shirts. D-W-R. Don was right. right. Okay. Okay. You guys are each getting one. That took me a while. Cool. Um, but anyway, yeah, Paper Girls. My initials are DRW. Paper Girls is super good. I highly recommend it. Okay, that's good. Um, I always liked it, but yeah, I always felt the end was a little off. But now reading all together, I really felt like the end worked perfectly. Are they making hardcovers of that? There are. There's three hardcovers. Is there really? That they put out, kind of like a Morning Glory. Yeah, yeah. Might actually have to might pick those up. Look those up sometime. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good. It's a good girl power book, you know. Girls can do it too. Equality. That's what we need. It's got some, you know, it's got a lot of uh, social be, issues that are kind of put in there too. So Man, you guys know. read a lot of, a lot of women books. Did we? Miracle Man was Miracle Man. Paper, Paper Girls, and Why the Lost, Lost Man. It's very female centric. That's true. Well, it's Brian Kevon. He loves the females. He does. He's like the Joss Whedon of comics. He's probably like, you know, a big jerk like, like Joss I... Whedon too. I feel like wow, there you go. You said what? <laughs> I didn't, wouldn't say jerk, but maybe a liberal, big liberal. Um, I uh, I feel like I should go home now and watch Miss Marvel or Marvel or whatever the hell. Captain, Captain, Captain Marvel? Marvel, that movie. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, that's all we have. Do you have anything else, Donnie? You could talk too much this Any, last time. Yeah, come on. Except interjecting during my reviews. Hey, right, you know? that's, so but that's, that's, what he's, that's what we wanted him to do. All right, thanks exactly. for listening, everybody. Yeah, we will thanks. catch you in a couple weeks if See we're lucky. Ya. I might read.